0: In Ontario, Canada with episode number 65 of The Yacking Show. This is where we talk about life, business and more and we bring you tips and ideas for the changing world we're living in. We always have an interesting lineup of guests, today's guest is no exception but first it is my job to welcome my co-host the beauty of the <laughs> beauty and the beast part of this episode <laughs> and uh, So let me say hello to Kathleen. Hi Kathleen, how are you done in Waterloo today?
1: well thank you for that intro peter it's very sweet of you and i'm doing wonderful it's it's a very blustery day today but a lot of sunshine so (laughs) you're going to see a lot of sunshine coming through my windows today and uh thank you all so much for joining us today we so appreciate you and we read all of your comments so do please keep them coming and if anyone out there is interested in becoming a guest on our show please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And you know, you would make our day if you would go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So thank you in advance for that. And as Peter mentioned, we do have a very special guest with us. I love this man. His name is Wayne Kuhn. Wayne is a uh, real estate broker. He's a member of Toastmasters, a speaker, and now an author. So welcome to the show, Wayne. How are you?
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm doing well and I can see you're, you're both doing well.
0: Oh yes, uh, thank you, Wayne. Yeah,
2: I, I love the Beauty and the Beast. They should make a movie of that. You know, well,
0: there, there is one, um, and <laughs> Kathleen Kathleen would do well as the beauty part of that movie. Oh. I don't, I don't know. I might be too much of a beast for the other part. But anyway, we also have a bit of fun on these shows, and just now I'm going to get myself into trouble. So, Wayne, I'm going to keep quiet, and it's over to you.
1: <laughs> so, so Wayne, please tell our audience a little bit about. You about your background and the the career path that you've taken and the lead up to writing this unbelievably wonderful book. So go ahead.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you, Kathleen. Oh, I like to I like to start I guess back many many years ago in in the fifties and sixties, and um, I was raised in a small Mennonite community just north actually of here in in, a, in the Heidelberg area, mm-hmm. and uh, so we were on a farm in. I think we moved off the farm when I was 14. So I've always had a, a love for animals, a love for, for doing things with my hands. Uh, on the farm, we fixed everything ourselves because we couldn't afford anything. And uh, it was a, a great upbringing. Bringing. And uh, uh, I don't remember any, any abuse. I think we, I, I had a, a really good, uh, happy childhood. I remember, and, and Peter, you may re- relate to this. I was, I was uh, reading that you like horses, and uh, <laughs> I always, I remember as a kid asking my dad if I could have a pony, and he said, uh, no. He said they'll eat you out of house and home. You know, it was, it was like if you couldn't milk it, if it didn't lay eggs, and you couldn't eat it, like we didn't want it on the farm. So, right. so that was a, that was a, a lesson that I learned, and likely a value that I. I passed on is that we really appreciate uh, what we what we have Uh, so yeah so that was kind of the the roots and I talk about about that in my upcoming book is is where we where we start the roots that we have um, I I refer to for it to uh, around the kitchen table what we learn at the kitchen table is so uh, paramount paramount in our upbringing and uh, in doing the the, the journey that I'm on I really became aware of where I came from and and how that influenced me. So, so we moved to uh, we moved to Waterloo in '67. Uh, you know, I went to the standard high school thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look back, I, I think I was bullied, but I think everybody was. Yeah. You know, um, as a Mennonite, uh, we weren't allowed to participate in any uh, um, military. Things you know, things like Boy Scouts. uh, At that time, there was cadets, things like Mm -hmm. that. So I had to sit in a classroom all by myself, almost like a detention. And and uh, while the other guys were out there in their their uniforms and that, I didn't mind not going out there. But I could feel that you know I was was put on a shelf. It it was a different uh, different place to be. So so yeah, so that was uh, that was interesting. And and back then, I think my mindset was was like, because I came off the farm, academic was never, academics and that were not even in the question. It's kind of like, uh, what are you going to be? You're either going to be an auto mechanic, or you're going to be a, a, a carpenter, or you're mm-hmm. going to be a, a woodworker, or something, you know, something like that. And, uh, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to crawl in your cars. It's dirty, and, and the sawdust, you know, like, a, so I picked electronics, a nice, clean industry. <laughs> and, uh, And so that's what I did. I worked for Electro Home for 15 years and uh, made a good living. I call that my real job. I only had a real job for 15 years. And by that, I mean, I had to go somewhere, work Mm -hmm. for somebody else. and Then I go home at five and for the paychecks or anything. That to me was a real job. Ever since then, ever since 87, when I got into real estate, um, I never called real estate a real job. And it was <laughs> it's not it and uh, I don't know how I could go back and work for a living uh, It just you know, it, it's not there at all. So yeah, so it was yeah. very interesting.
1: And then from I real estate you uh, I mean throughout the years you've been actively involved in in Toastmasters and we'll get to that in a moment but yeah. so, so you've gone from real estate and you you're currently still doing that and then now into being a speaker and a writer. How did uh, that kind of, how did yeah, that
2: progress? It's interesting. Though, when I worked at a lecture home, I think I had a desire for more connection with people. Like sitting in front of the computer is not my thing. I'm, I'm, I tend to be more of a social person. And um, I think what happened, what I realized is that I was doing things outside of my work, to connect with people. And then I'd sit in for eight hours and sit and program computers and, you know, program testing and stuff like that. And um, I had an opportunity in 87 to escape from that. And I think I did it, backing up a little bit, I, I had an experience with one of the, I, I don't know if you remember the 80s, there was a major, um, major uh, multi-level marketing movement then. Mm-hmm. And I got caught yeah. up in that and, and I, I, I was exposed to all the, the basics, you know, the think and grow rich, you know, and how to win friends and influence mm-hmm. people. All the basics I had there and, and I knew there was something there, but I wasn't sure what what to do with that. And I knew inside of a lecture home or inside of a factory is, is pretty pretty hard to, to let loose. And so the real estate, what I always say, it, it offered me four things. First of all, real estate gave me a chance to earn all the money in the world. Like uh, realtors have have a chance to make obscene income. Um, I shouldn't talk like that because realtors deny it, but they do. <laughs> it's, it's 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 good. It's good money. Um, I I can get up when I want. I can do what I want whenever I want. And uh, and the product is friendly. I had trouble with. Multi-level marketing because the products always I, I Never fell in love with anything But real estate like I can go into a room and people know I'm a realtor that come up to me and so How's real estate? Well, what do you think my house is worth? You know, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's like they don't run away from you. They, they start chewing at your brain and picking at you sort of thing So I knew it was a friendly product. Everybody has to live somewhere So so that was an easy sale And last, the fourth thing was people. It allowed me to connect with people, be with people, work with people. And and to me, that was, those are the four things that said, this is perfect. It's a perfect fit. Um, There's nothing else I'd rather do. And uh, that's the way it was for likely 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. Up until about five years ago, um a light bulb came on uh, and um yeah and then a new journey started
0: yeah wow i I gotta jump in there um you you make real estate sound lovely and i'm sure for some people it is Uh, i've never sold real estate but i've i did spend a year or two in life assurance And the failure rate in life insurance and in real estate is is colossal, right? Very few people get the success that you got. And I think, I can't remember the statistic, but a huge number of realtors, and I'm not being sexist here, but a lot of them are married women who are looking for an additional income, are lucky if they sell a house every few months. So they don't really make money. What's the difference? Why, Why do those few people in real estate and in insurance do well and the vast majority don't? What's that's,
2: that's a very good question, Peter, because that's a bit of what I address in my book. Good, good. Why are, there, why are some people real successful and other people just getting by? Because the truth is, is that, and I, I write in my book, I, I came out of the real estate class in 1987. There were 28 of us. And right now, I think there's three of us. Now, some yep. have retired, but there's three of us. And yep. they didn't yep. last. So yeah, the yep. fallout rate is huge in real estate and in many of those. And, and so I always felt fortunate that I, I hung in as long as I, I could.
1: Is it perseverance?
2: I, it is. And, and to me, it's, it, we think it's skill. We think it's knowledge. And that's what the industry tells us. But they don't tell us it's mindset. It's mm-hmm. it's it's. Do you have a desire? Do you have a goal? Do you do you know what you really want? Because here's a vehicle that'll get you whatever you want. But if you don't know what you want, then then, you know, how can we help you? Sort of thing. And that's why you see, you know, successful teams making millions of dollars in real estate, and other people like Peter mentioned. You, yeah. You know, hey, I I tried it for four months and it just wasn't for me. I want to ask them. Well, what is for you? Like, yeah. what is it that you that you really want to do? So that's what I cover in my book. I cover um the morning routine. I, I call it the hour of power. Like uh, mm-hmm. you, as a realtor, if I get up and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like if I get up, say, well, okay, what well, what should I do? Maybe I should phone John and say if he wants to sell his house. And then then I'll go have a coffee and you know like. You can dinker or fool around all day, call yourself a realtor and not do a thing and go home. And guess what? They don't care. Nobody cares.
0: Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's no accountability. So, so um, to me, that's, that's a structure, a discipline, accountability are all major factors in becoming a successful realtor and, and likely a successful, uh, um, um, uh, insurance salesman, like I, yeah. I looked, I looked at insurance. I, I, I don't want to say it's too loudly, but the product didn't work with me. <laughs> so, so it's uh, yeah. So, so when
1: yeah. what is Toastmasters exactly, and how did it help you with your journey?
2: Yeah, I joined Toastmasters in 1993, oh. and um, I always had when I was in the the multiple level marketing. Uh, guru sort of thing we, we had a little organization we used to go down to Columbus Ohio and see uh, major producers they'd walk across the stage you know and they have their suit and tie on and and I used to watch him and I said I can do that I can do that and and I learned that and learned that I wanted to be on stage there's a there's a drug on stage I don't know if you can relate to that but yeah there's, yeah there's an energy there's a there's something about being in front of people that, that, that pushes my button. And I've always wanted to be a professional speaker, but to me, I couldn't make a living at it. And that, that was my paradigm. That Mm -hmm. that's what I thought. Maybe I could have, maybe I couldn't, but you know, you talk about real estate, having a, a, a fairly sharp, well professional speaking is like zip. Like you either make it or you die, you know, yep. like you yep. sort of thing, and and so it's it's very sharp. So, so Toastmasters kind of fill that gap, and and I thought, well, they they focus on communication and leadership, which are both things that I really need in the real estate business. And so I had been in real estate about three or four years. I thought, oh, this is really good. Toastmasters now it's been twenty seven years. I'm still a Toastmaster. It's what it been. I have the best friends in my life in Toastmasters and likely my best clients are out of Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. Like we built a community of people that that wanted to improve, um, speaking and communicating and, uh, and it's like everything else. Uh, our average life of a Toastmaster is 18 months. You know, they come in. they take what they want and then do the thing because they're not there to become professional speakers or not Mm -hmm. or or, you know it's it's yeah it it, they they take what they want out of it and then then move on and uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so i've been i've been fortunate to embrace you know both real estate and and toastmasters and and um yeah and now we move on to the final chapter of my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long chapter looking, looking. At... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to endorse what you say about Toastmasters. I'm just trying to think. I think I was in Toastmasters for nine years. And mm. then uh, we tried and tried and tried to keep our little Woodstock club going. And um, we ran out of steam eventually. And uh, we were just starting a new one after a year's gap. And then, of course, this virus thing hit. So we, mm. we had to stop. But. I, I know what you're saying. The average life is 18 months people come and they go and a very small percentage probably less than 10% Take on an office ro- an office bearer role and we'll put something back into the organization mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. like you I went through All the different vice presidents and president of the club for a while and mentored another club huge learning experience I i'm really grateful mm-hmm. for what I learned there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good organization for sure so mm-hmm. I got to ask you we're going to get onto your book. I give you a chance now to talk more. But what was the inspiration? What, what was the spark that got you to write the book?
2: The book, um, I've got a copyright here, flog, flog. <laughs> the, uh, the book is called It's Time to Recharge. And, and what happened is, um, I guess about five years ago, I, I took a course with, uh, it's called Thinking, Thinking Into Results uh, with Bob Proctor, which yep. is, uh, is, is off of Think and Grow Rich. It's all in the same realm. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with, uh, with one of the trainers and, and they said to me, Wayne, what do you really want to do? Uh, you know, what do you really want to do? Well, I'm a realtor. What, what else is there? And, and another thing that really, really uh, was a catalyst is as I go for coffee every Thursday, well, now we Zoom with a, a group of fellows from our church. And these guys are all retired. In fact, some of them are, are over 90. Wow, and 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 I'm sitting here. I'm 68 years old, and looking at these guys that are 90, and I think, holy crap, Wayne, you've got 20 good years in you, yeah, yeah. Like we better figure out what's going on because if I if I don't do real estate anymore, what am I going to do? And and this voice kept saying, "What do you really want to do?" And and um, I reached back to that point where I said, I really want to be a professional speaker. That's what I really wanted to do. But you put it on the shelf because it, it, it really, you know, um, maybe you thought you couldn't do it. You know? So if somebody said to you, know, Peter, what do you really, really want to do? If you had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, what would you really do? And that's what, that's that question came to me. And I thought, yeah. I want to be a professional speaker. So writing the book was, was not in the, in my scope at that time. I, am I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not well-read. I'm not, uh, not a person that reads a lot of books. Uh, I, I only read nonfiction. And so, so I thought, oh, writing a book, this is, is, you know, my spelling sucks, you know, and everything else It's just not my thing. <laughs> but then I learned that I, I have a, I have a lot to share with people and just to do it from the stage, you have limited amount of, of time. And so I thought, well, what if I put some of it in a book? And and that's what I did. And And uh, my hope is that this book will open some doors to more speaking and and uh, will help people. And, and eventually, you know, um, I've done some workshops with it and I want to expand on that and kind of spend the next 20 years just passing my um, My uh, Secrets, I don't want to call them secrets But what I've learned in life on to people that are just getting started and I I found that uh, Real exciting is when a brand new realtor comes up to me and asks me so asks me questions that I think are are routine Like there's people out there like you like you mentioned about the podcast people out there don't have a, a have a clue of what you do mm-hmm. and if you teach them just the simple basics they go wow you know and and uh and if you're like me when you can help somebody else like that that that's drugs right that that uh is really where it's all about and gotcha. uh, so that's where that's where the book came about is is just a a vehicle that I can share my my stories with them. I talk a bit about my my childhood and and about the kitchen table. I talk a bit about uh, what's in your box, you know, what's in your paradigm. That's a that's something I really um, grasped onto is that each one of us has a different place we come from, mm-hmm. and so when I say something to you or I try to explain something to you and you don't understand, that's okay, because you're your mind isn't like mine, you know, and so we each have a different, different way. And, and so I talk a bit about that. And I talk about things like my mom, for example, my mom is, is 92 and she's still in her own apartment, but she's very thrifty. And, and I talk about that in my book about when I look at my bank account, I I see my mom. Mm -hmm. When I look at my spending habits, I see my mom and I try to try to fight that yet. It's, it's there. It's there. The roots are deep, and so so if you want to move ahead and you want to jump to the next level, you have to really look at some of those 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 roots that are that are putting together your paradigm and say, how can I change this? What can I do to change this? You know, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun topic. It's a big topic. It's a deep topic for some.
0: Um, Very much so.
2: -hmm. uh, I don't pretend to be a therapist, but uh, I think uh, recharge and in. If I take one more minute, what recharge is is I, I realized that that there's two two places in life and and two things and they call it um, uh, it's kind of like the the polarization uh, the law of polarity you're either you're either negative or positive you're either black or white so you're either with me or you're not mm-hmm. so I, I look at this I look at this. Um, COVID-19 and I, I look at some people and the comments they're making and I, I thought are you part of the solution? Are you part mm-hmm. of the problem? Right and so every so, so the whole world seems to be divided into into two sides And my goal is to get get you to from the the lower Mindset to what I call a higher mindset so that you're thinking thinking optimist optimistically positively it's kind of, yes, I can do that. Or how can we make it better? Or how can we, how can we? and when you're in that higher mindset, your creativity kicks in. You all yep. of a sudden, your 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 energy, you will attract more opportunities. Like the whole world comes together when you're fully charged. But if you're not, life sucks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so we need to, so that's my goal is to, the goal is to, to bring that to a to a higher level, yeah. So it's.
0: I'm going to follow. I want to ask you another quick one, if I can, yeah. Kathleen. Um, we, as Kathleen said earlier, we've interviewed a, or had a lot of authors as guests on our show, and and I wrote a book as well. And um, yes. but it's not about me. And one of the questions that we love asking people is, is the mechanics of writing your book. Because a lot of people say to us, how can you sit down and write a book that's going to run to 120, 150, 200 pages? And I said, very easily, you write one sentence at a time. <laughs> but what's <laughs> every day until it's done? So how did you go about the mechanical side of getting those words onto paper or onto your computer screen?
2: I cheated. Um, ah. I, I I bought a package. Uh, I'll I'll be honest with you. I I'm working with. Um, it's called Ten Ten Ten. It's uh, by uh, Raymond Aaron. Oh
0: yes, I know Raymond Aaron. Yeah, Raymond Aaron.
2: And uh, it, it. I checked around. I didn't think it was any more expensive than anybody else. But what it did is it gave me structure. And every morning I would get up at six o'clock and I would write for half an hour, and the, and I did that religiously. And and uh, and what I did before that is I said, okay, I'm, I'm gonna take 10 to 12 chapters Now, what would these chapters be about? And so you, you kind of build it in your head and then under each chapter I wrote six bullet points things I would talk about. So now all of a sudden I have 12 chapters I have six bullet points 12 sixes are 72 so right. if you write a full page 72 times and so you double it you've got your book of 150 pages and so right. that's kind of the that's kind of the mechanics of it um i had to throttle it back because you the book could have been 300 pages right
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> so, so you, you,
2: you pull it back and think okay is this really relevant is this going to help somebody and what do i want to, to put in and so so i put things in that i thought you can take some of my lessons, you take mm-hmm. some of this information and, and do something with it right today and and uh, start making it better. So yeah, so that's the mechanics of it. Yeah. If I had to do it again, I have those tools. Yeah,
0: absolutely. What you said right at the beginning, what I found in my experience and talking to a lot of authors is the discipline. Get up at the same time, every day and write for the same amount of time or the same number of words every day, no excuses. I did it just five days a week and I got up at five and wrote for an hour or a thousand words and I I didn't move, I didn't shave, didn't have tea, nothing until that was done. And uh, I wrote uh, much more than I needed and had to trim back but the discipline got me through it, you know, over a period of a few months. So thank you for that. I'm glad that you found right. that as well. Yeah. And yeah. I,
2: I find like, I found, I am, I immersed myself in it. Like I was yeah. thinking all day long what I was going to write the next day. Like it, my brain was always working and I thought if if your brain's not working on all the, like, are you really into this? You know?
0: <laughs> like that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, a, a funny little, um, twist on my one is all the experts said write about uh, 150 to 200 pages. So I thought, right. So eventually I got hold of an editor and she said, how many pages you written? I said, um, 212 or something. Oh, you mean in the paperback size? I said, no, on a Word doc, full page Word doc. She says, that's 400 pages. That's far too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I started trimming. Anyway, that's enough about me. Kathleen, you wanted something else. You've gone dark there.
1: Well, yes, I'm so sorry, I, folks. I'm so sorry the, the, that the lighting great. coming into this room, I'm trying to <laughs> not sit where the sun is beaming at me. So I think we're out of time for today. So Wayne, how do we go about, how do, does anybody go about um, reaching out to you and how do they go about getting your book?
2: Ooh, okay, um, several ways. Uh, I'm available through, um, I have a, an email address that is wayne at waynecoon.com. That's my email address and as we speak, I'm launching a new website that uh, is actually the title of the book so if people uh-huh. type in if people type in it's time to recharge.com you'll take it right to the now that maybe maybe a week or so but uh, uh, it's it's ready to fire up and from there you can go to Google and and get me and yeah and and connect uh,
0: quite well there so yeah yeah. And Wayne, will the book be on Amazon?
2: Uh, yes, it will be. Yes. That's um, okay. That's we'll great. Be there. And I I, um, I usually uh, put it on Facebook, LinkedIn, some of the, the other social things. And, uh, yeah, I encourage people to to have a look at it. And uh, I think there's some meat and potatoes there that uh, people will, will
0: enjoy. Excellent. And we will certainly... Um, Give it some publicity for you. What we mentioned, we didn't mention in the beginning, we also have a website, theyackingshow dot com, and all the episodes of this guest show will be put on that website over a period of time and the links all the links which will be on the website as well so there's a little bit a few other ways people can get hold of you so that's uh, enough for me i'm going to go back to kathleen to accept one last message to our listeners and viewers please we would love to have you subscribe and like our video and audio uh, from me wayne thank you very much and it's over to kathleen
1: yes wayne thank you so much for being our guest today we so appreciate it And thank all of you for joining us. And we so appreciate your comments. So once again, please do keep them coming. We read all of them. And if anyone out there is interested in becoming a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. So until next time, stay safe. Bye-bye, everyone.